He strode under the glass roof with a library on his left. How did you get in there and get out again? And why would you want to anyway? Books made him suspicious. He felt that they were part of some big con. Smokers were sitting on the steps. They had the sour look of people kicked out, and he went amongst them, turning left and right, knowing he was okay. He could sit down and light up, and no one would think he didn't belong. But he had come without his cigarettes. Most students didn't smoke, he'd noticed last week, and he wasn't going to do a thing to make himself stand out. He wanted to smoke to calm his nerves, and he inhaled secretly in the grey air. He joined the students dodging cars on Kelburn Parade, then slowed down on the footpath. Out here he knew what to do. He felt like a shark in the streets, swimming round, waiting for something to swallow. When he worked in the hut or out in Miramar, it was like the mudflats, but here it was like nosing up the side of a reef, coming from deep down towards the houses and the trees. Russet grinned. He felt his teeth shining, an air like water moving in his mouth. "'Got the time?' a student asked. Neat and clean she was, pale jeans and shirt, shoes as white as milk, blue ribbon banded on her forehead. She should have her own watch, a gold Tissot, a present from Daddy. Easy to snatch her bag and run, be up those steps and out of sight, flick of his tail. But he didn't do bag snatching any more. Showed his teeth at her instead, hooked his sleeve back with his little finger, bared his watch, made her turn her head on one side, then walked on. "'Thanks!' she called. He didn't look back, kept walking round the curve, and the university showed itself again, twin towers, red and grey, with people in offices eight storeys high, working on a level with him as he went by. He wondered what they did in there, what was so important. All of it was a con, and the way he got his own money dishonest to him. He crossed the road, and went into a street that doubled back on a higher level, swam into it half pace, nothing fast and nothing slow. He had to look as if he knew where he was going, see the chance and take it, then vanish down a hole. They've seen a student in the street, that's all. He'll sink into the quad, past the graveyard, and then into the city where he's lost. If this street gave him nothing, the next one would, or the one after that. Sometimes he felt drunk with it, the hundreds of houses waiting for him, all in a row. The dog came first, with its belly naked and its legs like a dwarf. It pulled the woman into the road, but she jerked it back while she slammed her gate, then let it lift its leg on the agapanthus by the fence. That'll do, Rosser told himself. The woman looked about fifty, which probably meant her old man wasn't retired, but the kids were gone. The house would be empty with any luck. She crossed the road, then stopped to let the dog shit fair on the middle of the footpath and rolled the turds over the curb with her shoe. They made a pile in the gutter, shining like Cheerios. A dachshund. They didn't go for Rottweilers around here. He turned his eyes left as he passed her, and she the same, cancelled out the shitting, cancelled each other out, but he'd had a look at her while it was going on. Watch and shoes, and even the dog lead, showed that she only bought the best. Her dog was probably pedigree and mated with its own kind. It wheezed like it had asthma, dragging her along. Rosser grinned. 
She was taking it for his daily walk, or maybe to the butcher for a piece of fillet steak. But on the way back, she'd have to carry the bloody thing. He could give himself a clear ten minutes in her house. Opposite the gate, he looked back and saw her dragged from sight around the bend, her skinny legs, her skinny butt. She probably went to jazzercise. He put his foot on a brick fence and pulled his shoelace undone and tied it again, getting the lines of sight worked out. No one could see him from the downside. The houses were below street level there. Up top they were hidden by trees. One leaned its second storey over the branches, but the windows angled southwards towards Pencaro Head. The risk came from people in the street or in their gardens. He took his chance, crossed over, and went into the cutting by the gate. It was like a cave, with agapanthus growing up each side and oozing gluey sap from butchered leaves. Dog on